What I was saying, <laughs> now that I'm no longer a pantomiming, I uh, was that I'm glad to have everybody here this morning, and it's good to be back doing these devotions, and uh, hopefully we can get our day going in the right direction. And I'll, let me just say once more, uh, good morning to Tracy Little, Karen Smith, Rusty Paws, Jennifer Honeycutt, Mike Yesley, Donna Taylor, so appreciate you all for tuning in this morning, and again, I apologize for the... Um, uh, technical difficulty this morning. Jennifer Corby Williams, good morning. All right, my friends, at this time, let's do our morning Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. Alrighty, praise God that we're able to have these wonderful pledges in the morning and, uh, and to show our patriotism, our love for God and country, and uh, praise God for the freedoms we hold dear. Although we uh, have those from within who are wanting to attack and destroy those very same freedoms that we have. So I guess that kind of leads us up to Mad Match news and comment. <laughs> and, uh, it is, uh, oh boy, I tell you what, our, our civil liberties are under attack and we're going to have to be on guard like never before. Uh, you know, this, uh, uh, just like they were, a uh, man is going to be sentenced to maybe possibly 10 years in prison because of uh, tweets that he sent out. You know, it, it, what's, what's sad is that um, we have the freedom of speech and we should be able, we have the freedom to say whatever we want, whether it's a mean tweet, uh, whether it's uh, publicly protesting or saying whatever. The whole world may hate what you say, may disagree with what you say, but at no point in time in history in America should we be imprisoned for something that we say uh, because we have what is known as freedom of speech. And if they're going to start uh, going after that kind of, uh, of, of form of uh, rhetoric or whatever, well, it's just a, just a very small skip to going after pastors because they consider that hate speech and put us in jail as well. Uh, you know, and so it's just we're seeing we're seeing a very dangerous president here that uh, that uh, this current administration is putting on. Only we're seeing this attack on uh, Trump, uh, and uh, but we're also seeing an attack on our civil liberties. Uh, it is uh, they want to destroy this country. There's no doubt about it. They want to destroy this country, and uh, you know it is. Uh, I don't know what's going to take. Uh, whether it's voting at the polls or what, but we're going to have to make a strong stand like never before uh, to keep our freedom in place. Men and women who have died and serving currently trying to keep our freedom in place, and uh, it's uh, I'm afraid the decay like Rome from within is going to destroy us. So we really need to be in prayer for our country like never before, uh, that's for sure. All right, my friends, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, let's go ahead and look at our verse of discussion this morning at 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 12. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. All right. 
You know, I um, when I study or read, uh, I like to listen to soft jazz or classical music. In fact, last night I was reading, and Brady said, "What are you listening to?" And I, uh, I like to just it just it's just soothing, and it's just uh, just something I like to have in the background while I'm reading. I like to do, I like to do a lot of reading. In fact, I'm reading a book about uh, Daniel Ellis. He was a captain of the 13th Regiment of the Union Army here in East Tennessee. He's from Carter County. He fought in the Mexican War. Very interesting uh, individual. But nonetheless, uh, you know that's just what I like. But my point is in regards to classical music. Uh, there's a lot of classical composers out there, uh, Javosky, Bach, Beethoven, uh, you know, you have uh, uh, Mozart, I mean, you have so many out there that you can choose from to listen to, and depending on your mood, uh, you know, it can be soothing, or it can be very adrenaline-rushed uh, type of music. But if you look at uh, Ludwig van Beethoven, it's very interesting in his life. Now, of course, most people, when you hear about Beethoven, you think about his lack of hearing. But it's interesting that his hearing didn't go out until after, I think he was, what, 28, I think, is when his hearing started to go. And uh, as a child, his dad really pushed his piano playing because uh, he wanted a child prodigy. And, of course, you know, we know that uh, uh, Beethoven was very uh, uh, gifted uh, musically. But uh, he was trained in Mozart and, and many other artists as well. But as his hearing was going, uh, he said that uh, the, the low voices were just an annoyance. And, and then if they spoke loud, it just like a loud rumble. And, you know, he's really had a very difficult time. And he, he fought a lot of depression. Uh, he had a lot of uh, issues with his outburst of anger because of the loss of his hearing. And it finally went out completely uh, when he really wrote his uh, second symphony. And uh, by the time he got to his ninth symphony, uh, that's, you know, he... You know, it was completely, you know, he just couldn't imagine that he could not hear anything at all to write such a, a, a piece of art as he did. In fact, on his ninth symphony, he wanted to conduct it, and they were concerned because of his lack of hearing that the rhythm would be off, and so that he, where he could not see, there was another conductor back behind him making sure that everything was staying in rhythm. And it's kind of sad in a way that when the, when the music stopped, he continued to wave the wand, and he didn't realize everybody behind him, all the audience, had stood up in a roar of applause, and someone had to take him and turn him around so he could see those uh, that are uh, applauding. But you may be wondering, well, what's that got to do with this? Uh, hello, Craig. Hello, Michelle Fox Harris. Uh, what's this got to do with this verse? Well, you know, to think of someone who could be completely deaf to compose uh, such a beautiful piece of music as he did was that he had that inner voice. He had that, that inner ability to hear that music that no one else audibly could hear. And he's able to write such beautiful masterpieces within this work. Well, we look at this verse here this morning in First Kings chapter 19, verse 12. Let me read it again. And after the earthquake of fire, the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire a still, small voice. One thing, you know, we're looking at here, particularly with Elijah, you know, here he had, um, uh, you know, he, he's dealing with Jezebel, and uh, she was the wife of Ahab. And uh, he was the king of Israel, and, and they uh, were seeking to kill Elijah. And, of course, he runs into the, to the wilderness, and uh, God sent an angel to give him food and water and to strengthen him. And, uh, but, you know, he was trying to uh, make Elijah realize that he wasn't alone. 
And so he, uh, uh, God said, a mighty wind. He broke the rock, the rocks into pieces, earthquake, fires. Uh, but his his voice was not in them. But he re responded to Elijah in a, in a whisper, in a still small voice, was to show that when God works, when He talks to us, it doesn't always have to be uh, uh, followed by a dramatic revelation. I think sometimes our people think that when God speaks to us that it should be in some big thunderous way. Uh, the clouds must part in order for God to speak to us. But it's actually seeking God out early, as we're doing this morning. Seeking God out early each and every day. Seeking God out in prayer and in Bible study. Uh, trying to listen intently to that still, small voice. Uh, you know, that's one thing that I pray about every morning. Lord, don't let me do anything out of selfish ambition. But let me do what your work should be done humbly. Let me hear your still, small voice. That's what I want to hear within that. And that's what we see in Zechariah 4, 6. tells us that God's work is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. I mean, is 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 that... Um, uh, the overt displays of power are not necessary for God to work. And, uh, and so God is not confined to a single way of communicating to us. Uh, he speaks to us through Scripture. Uh, elsewhere in Scripture, he said to communicate, communicate through a, whirl, a whirlwind. I'll get here in a second. We said that in Job 38, 1, uh, to announce his presence by an earthquake in Exodus 19, 18, and to speak to... Uh, uh, <laughs> he's... Can't talk this morning. Uh, and to speak in a voice that sounds like thunder, we see that in First Samuel, Job, Psalm, John 12, 29. In Psalm 77, 18, his voice is compared to both thunder and a whirlwind. And in Revelation 4 or 5, we're told that lightning and thunder proceed from the throne of heaven. But here's the thing that we see here, that... Um, God is is not uh, you know he's uh, he's not limited in how he can communicate with us, and when we see the uh, compare and contrast to law and grace, we see that sometimes with law uh, that we see that um, um, there's just this um, how can I put it? Um, sometimes with the law, it's like well in the Old Testament I could put it this way. It's like God seemed to be. Uh, more abrupt, uh, more stern. Uh, he's the same loving God in the Old Testament and the New Testament. But I think that in the Old Testament, when we think about God, we, you know, it's like he's trying harder to get the attention of the Israelites. And there's that, that, um, uh, that, that true uh, distinct between uh, how his mercy was shown more in the New Testament versus the Old Testament. However, uh, one thing we can look at as well, uh, the law is a voice of terrible words. It was given amidst a tempest of wind, thunder, lightning, and attended by an earthquake. But the gospel is a gentle voice of love, grace, and mercy, of peace, pardon, righteousness, and the free gift of salvation through Christ. The law breaks the rocky hearts of men in pieces, shakes their consciousness, and fills their mind with a sense of God's fiery wrath and the punishment they deserve. And then the gospel speaks gently to them of the peace and pardon available in Christ. So, you know, God does speak to us. And I know that um, those in the world don't understand that. And we say that God speaks to us. Uh, they think that we hear voices, that we are schizophrenic, that we're mentally ill. Of course, and again, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about uh, yesterday in regards to those on the progressive liberal left who want to classify us as Christian nationalists, just a kind of way of referring to us as terrorists. This is basically what it's boiling down to. 
And uh, so when we say we hear God's voice, and they say, well, then we're mentally unstable. Therefore, they need to take away our guns and our rights, whatever else they deem necessary that they find offensive. But we, they don't understand. And there's no way to understand. Because until you come to know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, uh, you know, it just, uh, there's no way to explain. There's no way to understand. But when, once Christ resides in your heart, you hear that still small voice. You hear, you have God's leading. That's one thing we always want to pray about is that, God, I want your discernment. I want to be sensitive to leading the Spirit. You know, I want to test all things through God's Word. You know, we may feel a, a leading towards something, but it may not necessarily be God doing it. You know, remember, the Satan appears as an angel of light. So that's why we have to stay in deep, concerted prayer and make sure that we are, that it is truly God leading us in a direction that we think that we should go. And it's very easy to be impulsive. It's very easy to get excited about an idea. But once you start spending some time in prayer, you realize that, well, you know what, that was fleeting. Uh, it seemed exciting at the time. But once I spent some time in prayer, I realized, man, that's not what God wanted for my life. And uh, that's something that uh, I have to reel in because I have a lot of ideas, you know, and things I want to try to do with the church and to draw people. But then once I spend some time in prayer, I realize, man, that's not really the right direction to go in. And whether it's work-related, uh, uh, whether it's trying to move, buy a car, whatever it may be, a career change, you know, is trying to discern that God is this your will. Yes, it'd be great if the heavens would open up, if the, if the whirlwinds would appear and earthquakes would shake and, and you have some clear definition of uh, if that's what God wants for your life. But it's listening to that still, small voice within you, seeking God out each and every day. And what it's boiling down to, my friends, is showing that complete, utter dependence upon God. See, that's what we have to get down to. Dying of self, all right, you know, taking up the cross and falling after uh, Jesus Christ, coming to God humbly. That's what God's word tells us. He He rejects the the prideful. He wants the humble, and that we have to show complete dependence. If you're depending upon your own abilities, your own self, your own strength, then that's when you're going to fall. That's when you're going to go into the wrong direction. That's why you have to come before God in all humility and grace within us, uh, so that we can truly seek out God's will for our lives and show our total dependence upon him you know we uh, you know you have people out there who are completely independent nothing's more frustrating than a toddler who wants to be independent and when you try to help them they say no you know <laughs> then again that much doesn't change when you have a teenager either <laughs> but uh, they want to establish that independence and I think sometimes that us as Christians instead of relying on God we're saying no we want to do it our way because we think that's what we want it kind of goes back to that old song, thank God for unanswered prayers. You know, spending that time in prayer, there's things we think we want, but praise God, He didn't answer them, and it turned out far better than we ever hoped or imagined. So we need to put it with that uh, type of independent thinking and be more dependent on God and listen to that still, small voice within us so that we can make sure we're headed in the right direction. It is that still, small voice that a, a unbelieving world will not hear that those of us who are believers will understand and hear. Very much like Ludwig van Beethoven, that uh, he made the, even though he could hear that music within, he could not physically hear it on the outside. And so that's why we need, that's why it's imperative 
And we spend that sincere time in prayer, seeking God out, having that communication so we can have His right leading and direction. You know, sometimes when you say prayer, people just say, oh, it's a fleeting, you know, the, the only prayer time they have is a fleeting prayer in the car or just uh, when they want something or uh, scared about something. We need to sincerely seek God out each and every day. And, uh, you know, it's always, like I said, there's a lot of noise in the world, you know. But that's why we have to silence and focus directly on God. You know, it is the, um, uh, I know that I'm a, a real dork when it comes to sci-fi stuff. And of course, no surprise, I'm a big Superman fan. But there's an episode of Smallville, and if those who don't know what Smallville is, it was a, a television series about Clark Kent uh, as he learned to become Superman. Well, when his hearing, uh, super hearing come into play, it's all this loud noise. It was all this, uh, he couldn't, it, it was driving him crazy. He was screaming because he, uh, he heard all these people talking. The very smallest uh, a pin drop. It sounded like a loud boom in his ears. And he was going nuts. And uh, one thing that uh, was really neat in that episode was his dad said, focus on my voice. And here he had all this, this, this rage, all this stuff going on around him. And his dad in a whisper said, focus on my voice. So he focused on his father's voice. And all that sound dissipated. And all he could hear was his daddy's voice. And my friends, that's what we have to do. We have to push away all the sound, the monotony of the world. And focus on the father's voice. Let us pray. Therefore, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us each and every day to seek you out. Help us to hear the still, small voice. Help us to be humble before you and put away pride and wrath. Help us to put away lust of the flesh. Lord, help us, Lord Jesus, to not focus on anything but you each and every day. Let us serve you well. Let us strive for the mind of Christ. Lord, if watching and listening this morning that doesn't know you, let us pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead God much your protection till we meet again. And Lord, help us each and every day to serve you well. And Lord, be with all those who are watching and listening today. Be with those who are going out and coming in. Keep us safe and well. Be with all those who are quitting prayer, whether at church or online. That your will be done in those situations. Be with our children. So we're going to school, work, or play. Keep them safe and well. And Lord Jesus, just let us keep stay focused on you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I hope everybody has a great day today. A fantabulous day. Appreciate you all turn, tuning in. And uh, remember, live each day as if it were your last. Because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.